Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Hey folks, welcome to the Now Leading Podcast. And if you have been following us for a while, you know that we are all about raising up leaders for the harvest. That's a command that Jesus gave to his disciples um, to pray for workers for the harvest uh, because the harvest is plenty, but there are so few workers. And I'm I'm really excited about this next interview um, being shared with us from the Now Start Network because it's all about that. Uh, Mike Von Baron interviews Roberto Ecchia of Trinity Lutheran Church in Portland, Oregon, and they talk through his story. And the whole story is about how God answered the prayer of people who consistently went before him and asked him to raise up new leaders for the harvest among Latino people. I think you're going to love this interview, and I think you're going to love Roberto's story. And um, I hope that you get a chance to meet him at some point because he has so much to share about the love of Christ and the grace of Christ in his life and the power of Jesus to raise up leaders for the harvest. Enjoy. So good morning and welcome to the Now Start Network, all network online call this month as we are together with uh, Ruberto and he's going to be talking to us about his uh, journey in ministry, how he came to uh, the United States, how he got involved in ministry, uh, what he's been doing to support new church plants and new church starts already, even as he's been studying for the ministry. And he's going to talk a little bit about uh, the exciting news that's happening next week. Uh, he is going to be ordained, and so we're excited uh, about his ordination onto the roster of Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and to be one of the missionary pastors uh, working through Trinity Lutheran Church in Portland, but then also working with Lutheran Latino Ministries, and he's already got his hands uh, busy in new starts with that. So, uh, Roberto, it's great to have you with us. Uh, just give us a real quick introduction to yourself and your family. Well, my name is Roberto, and I'm from the Yucatan Peninsula, and uh, I'm a Mayan. Um, uh, my last name is Ikea. I, I don't, it doesn't show it here. It's Ikea, and Ek means uh, dirt, and Ya means pain. And uh, I don't know why the Mayans choose those kind of last names, but it's funny when you think about it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm being through a lot of pain, <laughs> and I'm a dirty person sometimes, so that goes with my name. I'm from Trinity, Portland, and I'm been there for 20, almost 20 years now, 19 years. So in, in June 2004, on the 21st, I, I got here in the United States without speaking uh, no English. I just know my, my first language is Mayan, and my second one, was, which is uh, Spanish. So um, the first week I came here, my cousin Santos and Angelica invited me to church. And I was at Trinity and I'm a, I'm a Catholic person and my background is Catholic. So I'm used to go every single Sunday to the church. I always go and do the catechism for the kids. So I'm, I, I'm, that's what I do so it's in, uh, since I remember. So I'm being there all the time. So my cousin tells, let's go. So I came and, and then, you know, I got there and the Anglos were looking at me, the black hair guy and uh, short guy, you know, they, they say hi and they say, hola, como estas en España? That was so uh, moving when I when I hear different people calling my, my language, right? 
And um, as you know, I saw the pastor with his uh, liturgical uh, clothing, his alba and everything. So that I feel like I was in church, but I didn't understand anything. I just remember my cousin Santos and my cousin Angelica telling me it's time for the creed, it's time for the sermon, it's time for the Our Father. So I'm like, everything looks the same. So I, I was in church, right? I don't speak anything, so I cannot. I don't have the option to choose where where to go to what church I should go, right? I was invited, so I, I came, and since then I, I I'm being there this whole, my whole life. I haven't gone to any other to any other one. So it's kind of neat when I think how God moves me from a place and got me here. You know, without He just says you're going here and you you you're there, right? So so, so Roberto, when you yes. came, you were. It was just you, right? You came by yourself? I came by myself, yeah. Okay. yeah and I now you have a wife and two kids? I have a wife, Colleen Ishiyama, and Ian, which is here, Ian and Hyrie. And we have, Colleen has a daughter, uh, Audrey. She's okay. also here. So we have, right now, my family is big. <laughs> okay, so we might see your family in the background, and if they come okay. in, feel yeah. free to introduce them to us. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so then, uh, so then here you are in this new country, you're in this new church, but you had some family in town already, you said, and they brought you. So tell cousin, us about your family. My cousin Santos and, and Angelica. Somehow, uh, Mr. Fred Kramer, he started ESL here in back then in 2004. So maybe even before that, before I get here, they, he already started that somehow he wanted to reach the Latino community. So he wa he, he got this, uh, my cousin there for doing that. And for, through that ESL, he, he could also reach me because I needed to learn English as well. So I needed to come and have those classes too, which was pretty, pretty, pretty helpful, right? So it, it took me years to understand that what I was doing, the teaching was completely different because it took me a long time to, to learn another another language. I was 18 years when I got here actually. So, and then after a few years, maybe, I don't know if Pam remembers, maybe two years after I was in 2006 or 2007, <clears throat> Lutheran Latino Ministries finally got us a pastor, which is a Pastor Luna. So we were a, a number of Latinos, which we don't have a service in our own language. So I'm, I, you know, I always go on Sundays every day. Every single Sunday, I was in the service, and then when I heard that there was coming, there was a pastor who was gonna come and preach in Spanish. I was, I got so excited. So I didn't care if I'm gonna spend the whole day in church. I go in the morning, and then I'm gonna go in the, in the night and help out also whatever I could. So I start to go from there. You know, that's when I realized, whoa, the teaching is completely different. But I'm being, I'm being there all these years, just being there, just being there. You know, so. Uh, what do I do? I, I just keep going and I love the way they, they teach. I love what uh, how clear it is. So I, I'm here, guys. So whatever you say, I'll do. I'll follow. So uh, after that. Say, yeah, Roberto, when you say you love the teaching, what was it that you were really, what was grabbing you about the teaching that was really powerful? I think the moving one is that I don't, whatever I do, it doesn't help me to get to God. It was all being by grace. Like it, God did everything for me. And that was the, that was the, um, that was the truth. And then I'm like, I always try to do something to God thinking that he always gonna be, look at me with uh, uh, misericordia, mercy. 
with mercy. And then when they when they start saying that, like, oh, really? And I, it's in my head. It's stuck in my head. It's like, really? So the God, God changed that thinking of me, right? So I say, oh, okay. Then then that's when you feel that I wanna I wanna teach this. I wanna show this to people. I wanna live through that grace. So I was really really moving. And my cousin knew that and but they wouldn't explain it to me on a way that I can understand it because, you know, Latinos always work, so you never get to see them only for dinner time. And when you're dinner time, there's no time to talk about church. We talk about work and then go to go to bed. So, but thanks to that, thanks to the uh, ministry, I, I understand how God loves me, a, a sinner who doesn't deserve nothing. Thanks for uh, just clarifying that for us about God's grace and how powerful it was in your life. And, and that encouraged you to continue to learn more. So tell us how you then got into, into a path where you were led into ministry, who invited you into that? Uh, how did that lead you down to where you are now? So Pastor Luna always had Bible classes, which I loved to, to learn. I always there and helping out whenever I can, right? And then for somehow, Lutheran Latino Ministers got these uh, courses, 10 level courses for entry for the seminary. And the goal, I think, it was to make us deacon, deaconess people to help out, to start leadership in the church. And uh, I said, well, I would like to do that. I, I like to learn more and more. So we, we did that for almost six, I think almost six years. So that was a lot, a lot of studies. And, you know, we, we take a little break from there, but, um, it was true that uh, actually I decided to go back to, to Mexico uh, when when the classes was over. I was I, I wanted I wanted so bad to go back to Mexico to my people and and teach the grace of God in my own Mayan language. So in June, also in the same time that I came, I wanted to go on the back the same so almost the same month. But then I met Colleen. Uh, somehow I met Colleen, and then God did things that I can't even explain how He did it but it made me stay, right? I finished my classes and then the church said, well, since, you know, guys, I think everybody knows about what happened about the deaconess program. They shut it down. A deacon cannot do more than what, uh, just little things, right? So I couldn't get my deaconess uh, kind of, I don't know if it's a degree, whatever, that, that, the paper thing. So uh, Latino media say, well, what do we do now? We need to start, we need, we need pastors that speak this language. So we need to train the people. We need to keep training people. So they, um, they invited me. I think that was Pam that invited me. You should become a pastor. Even in the class, my crew, my, the ladies that are having in the class, they always say, we see a heart for a pastorship from you. You should continue. So thanks to that, that's when I say, okay, Lord, whatever you say. And, you know, by myself, by my own strength, by my own money, I cannot do this. But if you're willing, if you if you, that's your will, and if you will help me, I'll 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 do it. And then, well, that now you know I'm getting ordained next week. So God did it. <laughs> how do you, how did he do it? I don't I cannot explain it. I just I just know God is amazing. He's powerful. He's all love that. Again, I don't deserve what I have. But even like that, he just loves me so much that he's putting all these people around me. You, that you are there, the, the prayers, the money that they send so I can continue um, studying. It's, God is amazing. I, I, God really changed heart. It starts from me, right? 
Yeah. Thank God they changed me. And I, now I really want to do that. And you know what? I've been doing this uh, like uh, a year ago. I started a Bible class in, my, in Mayan with one of my cousins. His name is Iran. And then six months after that, he learned all this by grace. And he wanted to, to teach it to somebody. So the first person he reached out was my little brother. And I've been trying to, uh, to preach them, but I never, they never opened their heart to me. They, they got to open it to somebody else. So, they, so uh, that's how God works. He uses somebody else. And then the, he brings the people to me. So now I have a class, which is six months ago, my brother starts there. So it's been a year preaching in Mayan the gospel of God, law and gospel in my own native language. And then uh, two weeks ago, my brother Faustino, well, he sent me a picture and I, I hope I have time, I can show it really quick to you on the on the screen. He said, brother, I, I hear the teaching you said and I love it and I wanna teach it to people. So my brother Faustino took this preacher behind the Catholic church. Everybody has the Bible open and they teach, he's teaching the class from Richard Schlag from the seminar, from the, uh, uh, what is that? Institute, institution, Instituto Latino. I don't know. Hispanic Ministry Institute. Thank you. Hispanic Thank you. Missionary Institute. So what is that? It's prayer and Bible. That was the goal. Through the Bible, I learned from God. So that's what I taught them. And that's what he's teaching now. And now I start with my casting. It went to my brother, and now there is almost 10 kids learning the Bible. Is that going to continue? I don't know. When but this started because you started it with them on online like this? Online. Online. Yes. Yeah. Online. A lot of people don't like the online stuff, but it works. God uses everything to reach out this lost. So now what's going to happen here at church? Well, I'm doing the same thing. People are scared to come to church. All right, fine. You cannot come to church. Let's do it online. And Pam was there the other day. I have 16 students and I have people from Trinity. I have my cousin, Yang uh, and Faustino from my town. They connect at the same time. That's how we, I try to unite the church. And then you can see, look, you can actually see, wow, it's true. It's working. It's, I'm doing the work and thank God that he allows me to do that. But I'm not going to leave the church. Like you say, I went to Yakima last week. So Yeah. Well, I, I want to go back to something you had said. We have a real initiative in the Northwest District right now to raise up uh, leaders for the church. And uh, Lutheran Latino Ministries has, has had that initiative going on. And that's what brought you into this leadership role. Um, and they supported you financially in order to be able to pay for the seminary. Uh, but you've had to support yourself a lot too. So there's a huge sacrifice that you made. You've been working this whole time, correct? Outside the church to support your family? Yes, since I got here, uh, 2004, I've been working double shift, double full-time. And then uh, when the, I started the classes, uh, I only do it on Sundays. And that's why it took six years because I'm working all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I tried to support, no, I was single back then. So I had to support my family in town. That we were... I came from a really poor family. And that was the reason that I got here because I couldn't pay for any studies. I cannot achieve anything there. I had to come here. That was the, the American dream to come in, in, a, in America, which is a blessed land from God, you know, that you can you can achieve anything you want, basically. That's what they taught me. So I, I believe that and I came and it is true. So uh, 
I, I did that for years. And then from when I started the uh, seminary, I was struggling because it was a lot of study. The, the classes were so packed, so much to learn in a month and a half for one class. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. And then uh, somehow uh, I had to quit one of the jobs so I can do this. I didn't have time to read and do my homeworks. And through with, with that, my I don't know if many of you know that my wife started with cancer too. On the first year that I started, I just finished the first year and then my, my wife got cancer and then that was heartbreaking. And like, I don't know what guys gonna do. I was gonna stop completely. And then I say, well, I'm gonna take care of my wife. And then when, when I'm done with it, I'm gonna continue. But out of in that pain, in that suffering, my wife told me, no, no, we're gonna, we're gonna go through this together. So I'm gonna go through this. You're gonna go through that at the same time. So we're gonna see how we're gonna, uh, God is gonna help and he did it. So when my wife was done with cancer, I was done with my classes too. And now, see, out of the, out of the um, so, uh, suffering, you see the power of God. See the power of God. Suffering, Praise God. See the power of God. And I'm, 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 the, I'm the best example of that because I can see uh, if you haven't been through that, be ready because it's going to come and you should trust God the, the whole time. And so she's cancer free right now. She's cancer free right now. We're, we're, we're done with that. Praise God. And, and praise God that you're at this point where you're ready to be ordained next week. So through the seminary, that was through the Center for Hispanic Studies at Concordia Seminary St. Louis that you studied? Yes. yes. And I, I want to, we're going to take about five, five to eight more minutes and kind of unpack a little bit of, of the missions that you've been involved in. And then I'm going to give people time to ask questions and make comments and and just uh, follow up. Uh, but I want to kind of get at some of the ministry you're already doing. So you talked about some of the online ministry you're doing with uh, people back in your home country, uh, mm -hmm. but you've also gotten involved through Lutheran Latino ministries at doing some Hispanic uh, church planting in Yakima and in Hermiston, Oregon. So uh, Yakima, Washington and Hermiston, Oregon. Tell us a little bit about those. Okay, I just had to go. I, I was so busy that I just went one time. And at a Hermiston, uh, there was a lady who moved from uh, Woodburn, and then she wanted to have a church there. So, so they invited the pastor to go and do a little worship for them. So I said, okay, invite the people you know, and we come and do a, a services for you. So pastor went went there for a few for a few months, and then he invited me to go see what was happening. And um, well, that Pastor Moeller from pastor, uh, no, Pastor Sabde Lopez. Pastor Zabdi from, okay, from Lutheran yeah. Okay. And then from there, through Lutheran Latino Ministries, we find out that at Yakima, another pastor said, well, we have a group of 12 people here, and Mo Garcia, that was the pastor who reached out to us and said, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm done. He's, I don't know how old he is, he's really old. And he said, oh, we, need, we need help. And they reach out for help. And they say, okay, we'll go and see them. So that, uh, that was, Pastor Lopez was the first time to go to Yakima as with me and that's my wife <laughs> okay uh, so we went there and you know as soon as i step up into that church i feel i was in my hometown the when i went in there the structure of the church i'm like oh my god this is i feel like home again and but at the same time, when the people saw us, people with black hair again, and the pastors don't have anybody, when they saw me, 
I can see the happiness in their faces when they say, are we gonna, are you gonna preach today? Well, not me, but Pastor Will, and we're gonna study, we're gonna sing and do that. And they were so happy to, to see another person which speak their own language. That took me back when I got here on the first week I put us, um, when I put my step on the, in the Lutheran church, I felt welcome. As, as I, the, the same feeling that I had back then, I feel it then when I went to Yakima. Because the, how, how can I, why do you say that? Because when the service was done, the people said, oh my gosh, it's been so long that we've been wanting to hear again the word of God in Spanish. Because Pastor Mo haven't done that for a while. And they say, we, we wanted this so badly. And we hope that you guys could continue more often. But I, we told them that for the distance, we cannot do that but once a month until we figure out how can we help a little bit more. So what, what I'm trying to say is, is that people are out there which they want to hear the word of God. And you as a church, and you have the heart to make disciples, like Jesus said, you gotta go out, you gotta, you gotta smile at people and feel people welcome to your church. That's the only way you're gonna reach out to them because that, I, I bet that will have Jesus reach out people by opening their hearts to them and say they feel welcome with him, right? So how that help you start doing something that and God will you let you you let God use you to, to reach the people because he, he wants to love them as well. Right? I it remind me Isaiah Jeremiah or Jeremiah, the reading that we're gonna have this week when when the Lord says, I don't want the wicked to be to die. I want you to repent and come back to me. So we need to go to them and tell them, hey, God is waiting for you, right? So yes, turn and live. Uh, yeah. And so you are engaged in these ministries, both working with Trinity Lutheran Church there in Portland, also with Lutheran Latino Ministries, and uh, still working on the side to support your family. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Um, I know you have lots more to say, and we're going to give you a chance to say it, but I want to give our uh, participants on the call opportunity to ask questions. And the way I'm going to invite you to do that is I have... I have the chat screen open, and so if you would, just put in the chat a question mark. I'll notice who put the question mark in there, and I'll invite you then to um, unmute yourself and ask your question. Okay, we've got a question from Toby. Toby, if you go uh, ahead. Hey, uh, I just was installed in Yakima as an intentional interim pastor. Who did you work with, and who do you work with in Yakima? Um what's his name you you know that person it, came and he said i i i don't know he was is, an it, is it uh is it glenn glenn, yes. glenn stalker glenn stalker. Yes. glenn stalker he's a member of the church in sila and uh man i wish i would have known that you were here um because i would have liked to sit down with you and had a cup of coffee or something are you going to be coming back this way we're gonna come in april April 9th, April 9th, that's when we're coming again. Okay, well, you'll have to let me know. We need to get in touch because there is a lot of Hispanic opportunities here in Yakima. I've been here since 2003. Now, I, I've had intentional interims all over the West Coast. So we just came back. My wife finally retired. So now we're living in Yakima. 
And I, any way that I can help you in Yakima with the ministry here, uh, that would be wonderful. So make sure that, uh, Mike, if you would give him my number or information at some point in time. Yep, so I, I would do that. that. And so right now he's been working with uh, Glenn Stocker and Mo Garcia. And Mo's a member. Well, Mo's been worshiping at uh, Bethlehem and Yakima. And uh, so Glenn and he teamed up to and uh, reached out to Glenn, reached out to me and said, how can we help get something started there in Yakima? And so uh, my first uh, connection was to connect them with Lutheran Latino Ministries uh, through Pam and others who are working there. And we set up a Zoom call. This is back in November uh, between Glenn and Mo and Eric Moeller, who's the pastor at Trinity there in, in Portland. And um, Zabdi Lopez, I believe, was on that call too. And Roberto was on that call. And uh, and sort of dreamed up this uh, this path for uh, for starting some ministry there. So I'll definitely wow, pass your information along. That's great. Um, also, one real quick question: What's the difference between the Spanish and May the Mayan language? Is there a difference? Well, completely different. Completely different. You, sp you, you speak Mayan and Spanish. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'll look forward to meeting you sometime soon then. Uh, Roberto, when you come back to Yakima. Malodon, Calandaba. What? Bueno, muchas gracias. Thank you, Toby. Uh, who, who else would like to ask a Roberto a question or, or make a comment or just share? Marian. If you would just put a question mark in the chat box and then I'll know to call on you. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Oh. Well, just go ahead and talk. You're already talking, so that's perfect. Okay. Um, hi, Roberto. Hi. I've, uh, I've, I've heard you talk before. I'm a member of Redeemer Lutheran in Salem. Okay. And um, I also hail from about halfway between Yakima and Hermiston. So I unfortunately was not raised Lutheran, so I don't have any connections with the Lutheran Church, but I do have family. Um, and very close friends that live in both places. And my daughter, I believe, actually worked with the um, person who from Woodburn who um, has, has encouraged the ministry in Hermiston. Um, so I, I feel like we're connected somehow. I've been working with Marta Luna um, at Redeemer. Um, we attempted to get something going uh, for connecting with children and their parents, the children sort of bring their parents. Um, but unfortunately, we kind of had to put it on pause after Christmas. Um, Pastor um, Richard Johnson has retired, so uh, we're kind of at loose ends there. But I would love to um, get together and talk with you either in person or, or some other way and Marta. Um, there are um, others at the church that are very interested in expanding children's ministries. What Marta and I started as primarily Hispanic, for the as far as the children go, uh, where it, it works better to just consider it bilingual. But the adults that have come uh, usually are, are not English speakers. And we've been trying to figure out a way for them to... Um, be able to participate in the in the church service by getting things translated or 
a thought has has come to mind, uh, even if you are still close enough to maybe be able to visit once or twice a month uh, at one of our um, getting togethers as as we um, sort of tweak it and figure out the best way to, to proceed. So um, anyway, I uh, my son-in-law is from Oaxaca and um, he, he speaks very limited English. And so they attend Hope with Pastor Zambdi. And um, so I, I appreciate your, your story very much. And uh, um, prayers will be with you and, and uh, hope we can, can connect again very soon. Thank you. I forgot to say, Pastor Mike, and the, one of the things that I'm doing since when I was studying, if a pastor goes on break and the pastor knows me, he calls me and says, hey, can you come and cover me while I go to the vacation? You come. So that's what I've been doing. I've been going to uh, uh, every, Molala. I went to Molala. I went to, uh, I'm going to Woodward this Sunday. And then I, I went to uh, downtown the other, like um, two months ago. And I, I'm, go, I'm going around the place. I'm going, and Pastor Jim, he just invited me in my may, may to, to go preach there too. So that, that's what I do. And then that's how I, the people say, hey, there's a pastor who speaks Spanish. So um, I'm trying to see people. I'm here guys. And then you guys pray for me. You guys help me with everything. And I want, I'm ready for the job. So your, your energy and passion for mission and ministry is just, it's, it's catching. It's, uh, it's infectious. Thank you. Uh, uh, Pam Bridgehouse would like to add a few words. Okay, so um, yeah, we were one of our goals as uh, in Lutheran Latino Ministries. We started praying about 2000 for a husband and wife team of uh, Hispanic people who could be missionaries. God sent us in 2002 Miguel and Marta Luna. Miguel was colloquized from another denomination, and he. Um, came on board starting Hispanics or Spanish language services where ESL um, ministries had already established a community of Latino people who were used to being in the church. And that was at Ascension Portland and Trinity Portland. And um, then in 2011, we started our classes and which we could have started earlier if I hadn't been so unwilling to do it, but I finally <laughs> did it. And I was privileged to be able to lead those classes. And as the classes progressed, um, I was impressed with the way Roberto handled the material. And I thought this man thinks like a pastor, he acts like a pastor. And when Pastor Miguel uh, and, and the other people in the church and in the classes also thought, you know, you should be a pastor, you really need to be um, we had 10 classes that we did over the period from February 2011 through February 2016. And Pastor Miguel was just so elated when the, the three people finished all 10 classes. We had various numbers throughout the years, but three finished. And um, <laughs> there's a cat looking in the camera. That's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so... Um, we were very happy to, to be able to um, get Roberto the training because that was one of our goals. In the beginning, we had this vision back in 2000 of a husband and wife missionary team doing home Bible studies, building worship groups, 
holding, uh, you know, providing word and sacrament ministry and raising up and training leaders in the church, both lay leaders and professional church workers. And so now we have been blessed after just, you know, 22 years, we have reached, God has blessed us with that. And Hannah, who you see on the screen, is an online deaconess program. And we're raising up another leader. We sent Marta through a seminary. Our generous donors really have helped. And Zion Portland has an endowment fund that has contributed significantly to the cost of the education for Roberto and now for Hannah. And we're really grateful for that uh, support. Our vision for Hermiston, it just kind of came out of the blue. And um, so we thought this got to be a God thing. So we ran with it. And um, the devil is trying to trip us up a little bit there, but we don't want to let that happen. And my current vision, what I see is that we have a full-time worker that will serve at least in Yakima and maybe serve Yakima and Hermiston together as a circuit rider. And what I would like to do is um, my, my current plan is to try to meet with the circuit there and try to have some support raised from the surrounding churches to <clears throat> be able to call a, a worker to work there. As the pastor in Yakima, I'm now I'm retired, but uh, I'm I'm with you on this. Great, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, Pam. Uh, Todd, you've got some thoughts to share. Well, I, I, thank you, Roberto. Um, it's it's good that that you're here and and doing the ministry that you're doing. I I'm just wondering. Um, there are several uh, Latino uh, pastors uh, that are, and others that are, are doing Latino ministry within our part of the district. Do you get together for fellowship or encouragement of, of any sort? Um, we have, we, we have a, um, a Pentecostal church that meets in our building, but we have very good relationship with them. And I would love for them to connect with with uh, Lutheran pastors and Lutherans in our district, so they could could form relationships and friendships and get to be to learn and grow together. Um, do you do that at all now, or? To be honest, I they invited me, but as as you as you hear, I have a secular job and I have to be there in the morning. So they okay. do they do everything at nine thirty, twelve, oh. and working. And then I, I start telling people, well, the the time is changing and is, what's the need to do it in the morning? Can we move it forward? So maybe more people can actually come when they are, if you have to work, you really right. have to work, but you wanna go there also, why don't you move that? And I, I know, I'm not saying that, well, I'm the only one who comes, so move it for me. That, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. What, what is, what? how can that happen? Because I want that. Uh, nobody yeah. knows me. Uh, only you, a few people that I have hear me preaching or hear me the, I watch a video that we just recorded. That's the only way people know know about me. So, yeah. um, and I like this about the net. It's, this is a network sort of, right? Mm -hmm. Because then, right. Then you go to the. And this is good. We need to make this network grow up. 
call. We, we want to know from you too, because that, what, isn't it Paul that says we got to encourage one another? And, and mm -hmm. you know, so we're doing, we're trying to do that. So if maybe if God willing, I somehow he works out all of this stuff I need to fix in my life. Then I, I want to be on those meetings. I want to meet the pastor. I want to I want to learn from people. It's not only giving; yeah. it's receiving also. Yeah. So I, I I really want that. So I'm thank you for for asking that. Yeah, yeah. That I, I think it's just important to have that connection with uh, other pastors and other other workers, and and it, it just helps us to grow when we're a part of a a community, especially people that speak the same language as we do. So. So what I've been doing instead is that since I cannot do that in the mornings with the Anglos, I reached to the seminary and Professor Marcos Kim, Pastor Leopoldo Sanchez, and Hector Jope, uh, uh -huh. there's uh, many, many of them. Whenever I need something, I reach out to them and they and thank God. They always say, anytime you need something, please let me know. We will really, we want to help you. We want, because they've been in the ministry longer than me. So uh -huh. I'm being blessed but for that, right? So I have another person to reach out, but I really want to get in touch with the Anglo also. So, yeah. yeah. I would love if, if someday, if you have time to come to the Seattle area, we would love to have you come and, and preach and uh, be at our church. So that if you, I, I know you sound very, very, very busy, but I would love to have you come. <laughs> well, we're going, we can work that. Okay, I'll, I'll be in touch with you. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Gilberto. Uh, other thoughts and comments? Anybody else who wanted to ask a question or follow seems up? That, it seems to me that we need a lot more uh, Hispanic pastors in our district. Toby, there is Latinos. It's just they don't know we are here. This, we need we need to think out of the box. I we, we, we I'm sorry for saying this, but the Lutherans, I kind of see that we're in the box. We need to show ourselves. Isn't that like Christ said, do not hide the light under a box, under whatever that thing is, is to show up, to, to people see that we are here, that we care. Not, a few months ago, I started, you, oh, let me go for this. You need to see the need of the people and try to go to that. And all the Latinos that live, in, in, in here in Oregon, most of them, they don't have a licensed driver. The thing is that Latinos, they're not good at studying or reading books. So you gotta help them out a little bit. And then I started that class as Pastor Sabde did, and I have a really nice group and people, that's how they know this church love people. They wanna help you when wherever you need. So that's something, if it's not ESL, because the time is changing again, 2004, uh, 20 years ago, you needed English, so you give English to them. Now they need that driving license, help them to, to get that. And then they'll see, whoa, this church is really caring, really loving people. You need to see the background of the people that you have around you and see how can we help them. And if that if that necessary to, for me to say a few words in Spanish, then Toby, you're gonna say at least hola. So you can say, hi, how you doing there? You know, so you gotta say something. And how can you do that? You need a God's help. You gotta. Lord, help me get to these people. Thank you. Well, I, still, I still remember my first Spanish dialogue from eighth grade, uh, but that's about as much Spanish as I know, but I can say hola. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Roberto. Just that reminder to get out of our box and be willing to engage in, in connecting with people who aren't like us. Um, that's something that's difficult for us to do, but 
you mentioned that uh, Fred Kramer was the one who started that there Trinity and, and brought you into it. And so- He doesn't speak Spanish until today, but he knows how to smile at me and he has to give, knows how to give me a heart and feel welcome. And I love Mr. Fred so much. He's, he's my grandpa, so. Yeah, and so we could do that too. And uh, Amy's got a question. Amy. The microphone, Amy. There we go. Uh, sorry, that was my cat Lizzie who uh, said hello there. Um, first of all, though, I want to just echo what Mike said about your passion and thank you for that. And just the life that it's brought to uh, my day today because it's it's been awesome listening to you. Um, so a couple questions is, do you have any children's ministries that you're doing um, with your stuff there in Portland? Um, and then to tag along with that, would you ever need like a, a youth service team to come down and complete projects? And then my second question is just off something you just said about driver's license. Uh, we're, we're reimagining ministry here in Puyallup and we have plenty of places around us that do ESL classes. Um, but is our driver's training classes something that would potentially be a, a ministry outreach um, in places, in your opinion? I mean, obviously, you don't know our context, but uh, just thinking, because I could do some exploring if you feel like that might be something that would be beneficial. Thank you. It, it will. A lot, with the driving license, it will. A lot of people are looking for that. That's the thing. And people are busy working, but when they need something, they will do anything to make that time. They will set up that time. And what I do is not only the driving classes, I also give a little devotional, a little prayer, a little passage of the Bible. So they, the faith comes through hearing the word of God, right? Romans 10, uh, 10 15, something like that. So you gotta give that. So if you know that, teach it. And then the, you will reach the people out. It's gonna take out time, but but you know, that we need to be patient also. And then the, the kids, yes, we have something in, in the churches that we're doing that, um, Angelica is the one, I let somebody else does that. So Angelica is trying to teach the kids in a, in a Sunday school. And the youth, I have another person that's Edgar Burgos. He's the one who's, who's lead the, the, this uh, youth. So I, I got the chance to, to go somewhere else. So when you, when you have a group of Latino, you, you, you need to also think about leadership, right? You, who can help me to do it? Because if, if I have everything on me, you're not gonna go anywhere. Uh, this is going to be so heavy. You got to share the work. We got to go together with this. Deaconess Marta um, is working not only in Salem, but also at, out of Trinity Portland. And she has some uh, children's ministries in the apartment complexes. And uh, some church members help her with that. But she does like vacation Bible school type things every week with the uh, children in the apartment complexes and um, tries to, to welcome them into the church through that ministry. That's kind of how it's working in Redeemer, right, Marianne? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so Amy, I'll uh, let you follow up with, with Lutheran Genome Ministries, either with Pam or with uh, Roberto, and, and, and then you could see if there's a possibility for some of that um, youth ministry work and and service mission projects that you're asking about too. Uh, this has been a great conversation. I do want to respect everyone's time, and we are, we are, we're just about at the end for today. And so I want to make sure to take a minute here and say thank you to to Roberto for your time with us. Uh, we're so thankful for 
you coming to share your energy and passion for mission and for ministry, uh, for encouraging us in Church Starts and what we can do to be thinking about those. Um, it's just exciting to hear about your heart for mission in a variety of directions, whether back to your home country, uh, to your relatives there, or to uh, the folks in Hermiston and to Yakima, as well as uh, the church you're serving right there in Portland. And all meanwhile, you're you're working to support your family. And it's just, uh, it's encouraging to hear all that you're doing. And, and certainly we want to support you. And we thank you for the support you've shown to us just by being here today and taking your time. Um, as you mentioned, this is a network, uh, which means that um, we actually aren't a funnel for money. We're not a nonprofit organization. We are just a network. And if you've connected today on this call or any other time, uh, you're a part of the network, which means you're a part of the resources that we're trying to connect people to. And that's all we do is try to connect people across the Northwest District to other people who are doing exciting things in the name of Jesus, who might serve as a resource for ideas, concepts, models, um, expertise, ways of doing things that you haven't thought of before uh, so that we can get out of our box. It's so easy to be a silo and just work in the way we've always worked in the past. And it's so helpful uh, to break out of that and try new things and to reach new people with the love of Jesus. And you've helped us do that today through a better tone. So we thank you for that. This recording. Uh, yeah, Toby. Real quick. Mm -hmm. I'd like to, can Hannah just introduce herself? She's a deaconess. Uh, I'd like to look, can I just hear a little bit about what she does? You bet. Real quick, Han Hannah. Hey, Hannah. So I'm Hannah. I'm in a Deaconess Studies student uh, classes right now online through Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. And it's been really an honor to be working with um, Pastor Roberto and, uh, and through this entire ministry because I was one of those kids that were part of Ascension when they were doing English as a Second Language ministry so before pastor luna before everybody so like my family was there at ascension and so i went to preschool there and kind of grew up <laughs> with the lutheran church and so i even graduated from portland lutheran high school which was amazing and sad to see it go away um but that has been kind of like my past upbringing in the lutheran church and god has guided me through the call from tam bridge house and you know, my family too, and to just be a part of Deaconess Studies. And so it's been really great to be a part of it. So last time uh, when Ruperto was going to Yakima, I was doing the Bible study at Ascension. So he could be able to travel um, it, without worrying about the Bible study. And it's been amazing how God has been using me in the ministry with, you know, children teaching, like helping pastor teach confirmation and also doing the Bible studies and music ministry. Um, it's been such a blessing. And mm. I can't to see how God has been using me and how he will use me in the future. And thank you to Pastor Pofer. <laughs> He's been my mentor through all this. Carol's here on the line. Um, so she knows about it. But yeah, so it's been a great support from our pastors and our community. And I'm excited to be part of Latino Ministries because I'm Latino too, <laughs> and so it's um, really great to be able to serve in a bilingual capacity. Well, you should come with Thank Roberto you. to Yakima. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Han. I so appreciate you uh, introducing yourself, and thanks, Toby, for suggesting that. Um, 
Okay, we're going to wrap up here. I, I do want to let everybody know that the recording that was recorded will be online. You can go to www.nowstart.net and you'll find it there as well as a lot of our other Now Start calls. Uh, for those who are attending the Northwest District Convention this summer, uh, we are going to have a time there and a room at the convention center somewhere uh, for a couple hours uh, just for networking, for people to come and visit with others who've been a part of the network and, and hear about what's going on in other people's uh, corners of ministry and uh, find encouragement. And, and so if you're coming to the convention, we look forward to that. Um, we're hoping to do some in-person connections like this uh, next year. And so we'll see what happens with that. But in the meantime, plan on another one of these calls. We do these every other month. So uh, the third Saturday of May, we'll have another call. And we're looking forward to hopefully in that call talking with uh, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod Church Planter in, in the Midwest. So uh, be great to have you on the call for that as well. If you want to share this message with anybody, uh, just share with them our website, www.nowstart.net. We'd love to have other people connect with the network as well. So thanks so much for being with us. Let me end with a prayer. I uh, will say a prayer for Lutheran Latino Ministries and uh, for for Roberto and his family, and for the ordination to take place next week. You thank you, me? Mike. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for Roberto, for his passion for ministry, uh, for bringing him to our corner of the world, all the way from the Yucatan and Mexico, and for keeping him here. Lord, you know his heart was to go back, and yet you, you kept him here uh, through the connection with a, a, a wife and a family now, and uh, but he's still able to do ministry back at home in Yucatan uh, online. Thank you for the gift of these online ways that we can connect and share your word. Uh, thank you that through hearing the word, uh, faith comes. And Lord, continue to uh, cause that to blossom uh, through Roberto's work at um, Trinity there in Portland, through Lutheran Latino Ministries, uh, through the connections with uh, the communities in Yakima and Hermiston. Uh, Lord, we pray for Lutheran Latino Ministries that you continue to provide workers for your harvest. Uh, thank you for Pam Bridgehouse, uh, for Zabi Lopez, uh, for Hannah, for uh, all who are connected with uh, the work there. Uh, Lord, we pray that you'd continue uh, to cause that to bear fruit for Jesus' name. Uh, Lord, be with us each as we go back into our ministries, uh, carrying a little bit of what we heard today and bringing new energy and new life to what you're doing through us. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.